Amnesty International said this is uh, while urging states to work to strengthen rather than withdraw from the International Criminal Court. The Assembly of State Parties of the International Criminal Court or the Rome Statute are meeting at the Hague in Netherlands to discuss, among other things, how the treaty to prevent impunity and to protect victims of genocide and crimes against humanity should be implemented. On this, we're joined on the line by a correspondent who's in The Hague, uh, Elena Casas-Montanes. Uh, good afternoon to you, um, and thank you for your time. Um, have uh, proceedings got underway yet this, uh, this morning? They have. So this morning we've heard from the president of the Assembly of States parties, we've heard from the chief prosecutor, and then later we will be hearing one by one from the justice ministers of all the countries that are members of the ICC. So South Africa is due up about just after four o'clock South Africa time this afternoon. What we've heard so far from the president of the Assembly and indeed from the prosecutor are some fairly strong and critical words for the three countries, including South Africa, that have recently announced their intention to leave at the ICC. Uh, they were described as trying to undermine international justice and uh, the President of the Assembly said that they should realise that no other alternative court, whether it be an African Human Rights Court or a South African Court, could uh, set itself up as a rival to the International Criminal Court. International justice needs to be a process that's recognised by all countries, he said, and uh, it shouldn't be trying to undermine it with countries attempting to leave the court. The other thing which, uh, you know, some, I suppose, parties have spoken to is uh, the role of the United States and uh, not being a signatory to this. Uh, Has that come up at all? Yes, I mean, I think that for the International Criminal Court and its prosecutors, the key point about the U.S. not being a signatory is that the ICC chose not to change its own rules in order to comply with what the U.S. wanted. So the U.S. wanted to uh, carry out its own research into prosecutions rather than the ICC doing it if a U.S. citizen was uh, was the target of a case. And uh, the ICC said, no, our rules are our independent, independent investigators will carry out our research and and uh, you can't allow American prosecutors to do our work on your behalf because the procedure wouldn't be transparent enough. And so they would say, if we won't make concessions for the U.S., which is, uh, of course, still the only global superpower, then we won't make concessions for South Africa or Burundi or any other country that wants to leave. Uh, There's one standard of international justice for all. And so for the ICC, for its prosecutor, the fact that the U.S. isn't a part doesn't necessarily show the court is weak. For them, it shows the opposite. It shows that they aren't prepared to bend the rules for anybody. Yeah, Chief Prosecutor Fatou Pensouda promised a full investigation into particularly those incidents um, in Afghanistan in 2003 and 2004. I mean, I suppose the question is how likely is that to prove a successful investigation if it indeed goes ahead without the U.S. um, collaboration on that? Well, let's bear in mind that just because the U.S. isn't a state party, that doesn't mean that cases can't be carried out against U.S. citizens, especially if the crimes we're talking about took place in Afghanistan, because Afghanistan is a state party. Now, that means that the ICC can open an inquiry into U.S. citizens for war crimes carried out there either on Afghanistan's request or at the prosecutor's own uh, initiative. So the fact that the U.S. is not a member doesn't prevent any investigation into war crimes in Afghanistan occurring. It's more a question of how long it will take the prosecutor to gather the correct evidence to present a watertight case, which they can then use to ask for indictments of U.S. citizens.
There'll be plenty to talk about uh, later. Thank you to Elena Casas-Montanez in The Hague. As she said, South Africa due to present their case uh, to the International Criminal Court at about 4 p.m. South African time. Uh, no doubt on PM Live this afternoon with Ike Pasler will be getting more on that. It's an important international story and uh, we're joined by... Um, Amnesty International's head of uh, the head of Amnesty International at The Hague, Matt Kanak, uh, to speak about uh, AI's concerns about this. Thank you and good afternoon to you. In terms of uh, the proceedings that have taken place so far this morning, are you pleased by the way the International Criminal Court itself has spoken out against uh, the possible uh, countries leaving? Well, look, thanks very much indeed for having me on this morning. I think the first important thing to say. Um, is yes, we were dismayed by those three African states that chose to leave the ICC. But really, we don't think it really reflects actually the true state of play uh, in as much as a number of African states have actually, uh, over the past weeks, voiced their support for the ICC. Botswana, Sierra Leone, Malawi, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, and many of the Francophone states. So as far as we're concerned, we want to put out a positive message that we are urging South Africa and other states not to leave the ICC system. Uh, and we really do believe that Africa remains, you know, one of the largest and most important constituencies uh, in the fight against impunity and within the ICC. Um, but of course, leaving the ICC does uh, betray victims of international crimes all over the world, not just in Africa. Um, and so, of course, as I said, we are really urging South Africa to engage with the ICC, to engage uh, with the Assembly of States parties. Um, and to remain within the system. The other thing which is possibly mooted as a proposal is a a compromise deal where sitting heads of state and perhaps senior other government officials uh, remain uh, immune from prosecution while they remain in their positions. I presume from AI's point of view that's simply unworkable. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, Amnesty International's position is that there should not be any immunity for heads of state, uh, sitting or otherwise. Um, but uh, as far as we're concerned, we think states should be able to raise the concerns that they have, but that must not touch on the fundamental cornerstones of the Rome Statute system and the International Criminal Court. And the fundamental cornerstone is that all are equal before the law, regardless of who they are. Um, as far as we're concerned, we know that the court doesn't go after, uh, doesn't prosecute or investigate sitting heads of state lightly. Uh, for example, Omar al-Bashir is suspected of having committed genocide, crimes against humanity uh, and war crimes. Um, so uh, whilst we think states should be able to perhaps air their concerns, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, we, we urge states and we would be absolutely appalled if states decided uh, to consider head of state immunity in their discussions. The intransigence of the United States is clearly one of the issues uh, that uh, the International Criminal Court uh, faces. But also the, the UN Security Council uh, sometimes uh, gets in the way of the work of the ICC. Do you perceive uh, that changing? I mean, that, again, probably is a big issue. It's a major issue for us. Yes, absolutely. I mean, one of the reasons perhaps the ICC has been seen to be selective is that the UN Security Council uh, has used its power sometimes to not refer cases to the ICC. And now, again, this is why we think there's an incredibly strong role for African states parties and southern states parties to play. Uh, we think they should play the role uh, of urging states, uh, particularly those permanent members of the Security Council, not to use their veto. Um, so, yes, the UN Security Council really does need reform. But we also really need southern states and African states to push back uh, against the negative practices of the Security Council. Are enough resources committed to, to the International Criminal Court? I mean, 
I would say no. What we have at the moment is a situation where the court is unable to meet its demand. It's unable to fulfill the capacity uh, that it is required to do. Um, every year the uh, prosecutor puts forward a budget uh, and every year uh, the state's parties don't actually meet it. Um, now we have major concerns if that uh, impacts on the prosecutor being able to fulfill her mandate. Um, but it is, uh, it is a, a difficult conversation every year. Uh, but again, as I said, we, we think there is a role particularly for uh, southern states, perhaps those smaller contributors whose vote is no less important, to put pressure on those states who are trying to reduce the court's budget and its impact uh, and really uh, take a uh, vital part in those discussions. Just uh, finally, and uh, Africa sometimes says, uh, and this is one of the, the issues they have, is that uh, they are unfairly targeted. Uh, what is the Amnesty International stance on this? Look, we don't think that Africa is being targeted. I think that's an un- un- unhelpful term. Mm. Um, yes, I think we should appreciate that the court has only uh, opened cases at the moment into the Africa situation, uh, but we are seeing it now, as you mentioned earlier, uh, perhaps about to open an investigation into Afghanistan. Uh, it's just opened an investigation into Georgia. Um, but we're also seeing a court that's uh, examining crimes committed in Palestine, in Colombia, all over the world. So I don't think uh, the term targeted is particularly fair. Also, I think when we talk about targeted, uh, we actually lose sight of why the court's here, and that's to bring justice for victims. And I don't think victims of crimes around the world believe that they're truly being targeted by the ICC. Matt Kanek is the head of Amnesty International at The Hague, that meeting taking place uh, over the next uh, couple of days and uh, will be an important one for us uh, to keep our eyes on. 18 minutes to one.